Hello, and welcome to Big Sound Small Town. I'm your host, Sandy Carlton. The small towns and communities of Cleveland County, North Carolina have long been a hotbed of music in all its many forms. Several Cleveland County musicians have found commercial success and critical acclaim in the music industry. Yeah, everybody knows the Earl Scruggs, Don Gibson, Patty Loveless, and Alicia Bridges are from Cleveland County. Donald Byrd, too. So this is not a podcast about them. This is a podcast about the musicians who are still here to keep music alive here. This is the stories, and you need to know them and know the people who are making the music. This is not, this is not your normal podcast. Banjo, banjo, banjo. This podcast is set in Cleveland County, North Carolina, which is the birthplace of one of the most famous banjo players in the world, Earl Scruggs. There are a lot of banjo players here, and they're all good. Um, In fact, we can call Shelby, North Carolina, Banjo Town. And my guest today is one of those, Mr. J. Max McKee. He has a really good story. Give it a listen. your musical journey you got awards all over your house uh, you've been a fixture in this town um, seemingly forever um, Long time. <laughs> I would tell the world that, that you're an entertainer you're both entertainers you're a banjo player guitar player uh, entrepreneur actually a club owner so uh, we're going to find out how all of this came about. Yes, sir. And I'm going to start with where did you first, where, where did your love for music come? When, when did you first start playing? A little while in my life, we lived over in Lincoln, North Carolina, and uh, my uh, relatives had a farm over there. And my Uncle Lonnie was a choir director. And they had that old house back then, didn't have an underpinning under it. Right. So after church on Sunday, 
he come home, they had a big old table, you know, that whole family, you imagine, oh, yeah. back then a big family eat a lot, and right. Uncle Red would come over. So they'd get out on this old side porch, and they'd sit there, and he had this big old blonde Gibson guitar, like uh -huh. I loved that guitar. And they'd get out there and sing, don't let me cross over, oh, yeah. and I'll fly away. Well, I'd get under All that old porch. And see, I couldn't play, you know, but I was just taking in all this music. And Uncle Lonnie, I can't remember his camels or luckies he smoked, but he'd just take a puff off of it and they'd go picking and saying, he'd just right. throw it in the yard, but I'd just snatch and get the oh, yeah. oh, And yeah. I'd lay back and I said, if heaven's any better than this, I can't stand it. <laughs> that's right. yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that's where it got started. I, I was really, I started playing, I was about seven years old. Yeah. Yeah, that's that now. When you started playing, did, did you learn songs that, that they were playing, or did you just, you know, what, uh, what did you, when you started playing guitar, what did you start playing? I, mean, what I can tell you the very first song. Yeah, that I that's learned. what I like that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You Are My Sunshine. No, that's a good yeah, song. I remember them singing that on that, and it, I could keep that tune, you right. know, in my head. And I didn't know how they was making them chords, so I figured out how to tune the guitar. Where you could just uh, take your fingers and lay on it. And play oh, yeah. It. oh yeah! And so I learned. I, I figured out. I said first thing I got to do is learn how to play rhythm and all, and then I can figure out the rest. Yeah. So I did that for a while, and I got to seeing him put his hands there, and then I got a whole one of them chord books back then. Oh, I yeah. called it big note chord book. Yeah. yeah. And I learned them chords, and then the rest history. I just learned on my own. You know, figured out bar chords and all that stuff. Then, then did you start playing around with with the guitar? I mean, did you start playing with people or by yourself or? Playing then? Yeah, back then there wasn't nobody around. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and uh, I just played by myself. Y'all get y'all get together or something, something like that, and play different places. That what it was kind of like on the porch. Well, yeah, they stayed on it. He never did. He he was choir director of church. He never did go anywhere as far right. as I know. Yeah. And me, uh, I was about 15 years old, and we'd back in Shelby then. Yeah. This is my hometown. This is right. where I was born. Was born. Right. And uh. So we were back here, and uh, my mother, she lived at Rock Hill. Yeah. I stayed with grandparents who raised right. me. In yeah, fact, same, I just wrote a song, Grandma's Rocking Chair. Yeah, yeah, I did, because I love my grandma. Yeah, I love But uh, too. my mother would come and get me and take me down there, and uh, they went clubbing back in those days. Right. Well, see, I couldn't go in there at 15 years yeah. old. But when they shut down, they found out I played guitar and could sing a little bit, so they'd Let lock the door and bring me in, sit me up on the bar, and there I was. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. So I guess that at that point, that was pretty much country music type thing he was doing there, wasn't it? Yeah, rock and roll. And uh, Jim Hambrick was the first man that ever hired me to play electric okay. guitar. Sure was. Oh, really? He was from here, right here in Shelby. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And uh, he had, a, I can't remember the name of that band, and they uh, played the Boyle Springs Skating Ring. That was oh, my yeah. first really paying job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Boyle Springs Skating Ring. That pretty much started it, too. Oh, then, I love it. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, after I that, that was. That was you decided yeah. that's what you wanted to do, wasn't it? Yeah. And so uh, uh, I did that and worked in a couple, even had my own band for a little right. while. I can't remember what we called it. You know, right. uh, Junior Logan and Roger McNeely was in yeah. And I then I, uh, my uncle said, I need to take you and let you hear this guy play banjo over here by, behind the Lily Mill on Mitchum Street. Okay. Yeah. We went over to Bill and Ruby Deskin's house. Oh, yeah. And Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis. And he had just had surgery, lung right. surgery, and got out of the hospital. And he said, yeah, I'll pick for you. Can you hand me that banjo over there? And he just swung around the bed. He's hadn't, he ain't supposed to be doing this. So he got that. Well, I heard him pick. I said, uh-oh, I got a problem now. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I did. So so how did you, did you, did you, I guess you got you a banjo. 
Uh, later, you know, I didn't write then. For a few right. more years, I still played the uh, electric guitar. Right. And uh, moved along a little bit. Uh, I was 21 years old when I got the banjo. I got it in March of 68. Okay. And, uh, in fact, we're fixing to do a 50-year project. Uh, just the oh. banjo now. Oh, just the banjo. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah banjo. That's, that's really neat, yeah. And, uh, uh, but anyway, uh, Hoyt Brooks showed me a little bit on the banjo, and then I went back to Hubert. And Hubert gave me two lessons and said, you're on your own now. <laughs> uh, oh, boy, here we go. You must have paid attention. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I was possessed with that thing. I'd stay up all night long and work a job the next day, and quick as I'd get off, I'd go right no, back right, and, and listen to records, Earl Scruggs. Is that like the that. old dropping? Did you have to drop the needle to do that? Or yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I had some 33 and a thirds, and I had some old 78s and 45s. And that was a record, that big old hole in the sun. Oh, yeah. And uh, Earl Scruggs, Hubert Davis, Don Reno, Sonny Osborne, mm. they were yeah. my heroes. They still are my yeah, heroes. Yeah, that's uh, where the really. hero, that's banjo heroes, no that, doubt. That's exactly right. Um, yes. So, so. So then you moved on into bluegrass. Is that what you did yeah, then? Yeah, moved right on into bluegrass. The last story you went to Hubert, did the Mississippi, when you moved to Mississippi, you went down there? Uh, yeah, Hattiesburg. Yeah, uh, uh, he hadn't been gone six months. He had moved to Hattiesburg playing down there, and they'd worked Louisiana and around. So I go down there, and we're going down to Walker, Louisiana with me. It's a festival down there. Lester Flat and the National Grass was a headliner. So I was standing beside the stage there, and uh, they called Hubert name, uh, name out. Lester did, so come pick one with him. He said, you go pick with him. He gave me his banjo. I said, Hubert, I ain't been uh, playing for six months. I said, oh, just play what you know. Act like you know all these songs, you know? So uh, I appreciate Lester Flat. Uh, he could tell, I, you know, I hadn't been playing long. Right. But he asked me my name. I told him my, my name, you know, J. Max McKee. And, uh, I, and he said, uh, what do you want to pick? And I said, Mr. Flat, I'd, I'd just love to play that Lonesome Road Blues with you. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yeah. yeah. So all weekend, I got to pick the songs, and they thought I knew all kinds of songs. <laughs> I didn't know many. Pick, you just picked the ones you knew, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, that's all you could do, you know. That's, so that's that right. really set me on fire right I'll there. I bet that did. Yeah. So is that, is that the point you decided you wanted your own band, or was you still willing, wanting to play with other people? Well, I, I wanted my own band, but, you know, it didn't work that way. I, right. I worked with different groups, you know. Right. And uh, one of the, the biggest groups around close here was out of Charlotte, Dixie Mountain Grass. Yeah, yeah. I and I tell you, them guys, they knew, they could sing like uh, Lester and Earl. Yeah. We'd do that kind of show, or Jim and Jesse, right. or, yeah. you know, just all different groups. So they found out I could play all them styles. So I had home, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I I'll tell you a good, a good story on that. I was staying over in Charlotte. And they called over there, and this is way for my wife time now. <laughs> I was at my grand, uh, girlfriend's mother's house, you know. And uh, she, she, I don't know what she was going with homie or not, but anyway, he called over there, and uh, they were talking, so I've been looking for it. I said, what channel is that banjo music on out here? That was me. I was sitting in there picking, you know. said, uh, that's my daughter's boyfriend. I said, man, we're looking for Send him over here. So I go over there, and uh, they got this real reel set up, and uh, uh, next thing I know, they said, good morning. We want to welcome to you whatever radio station it was. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> and so I, I auditioned right there on the radio. Oh, sure did. And I got see. the job. And they worked me. I'm telling you, we worked all over the place. Done three radio shows a week. Okay. Oh, that, that's pretty good, too. That's that, that gave me a lot of experience, you know, and they were patient with me. Yeah. Super guys to work with. Super. Yeah. Well, you know, you know playing with people that, that are 
better than you helps you to be only exactly. better when you're first learning and all. I mm -hmm. mean, that's that's the best way to learn. Right. Because you got to hold your own with them. I mean, mm -hmm. you know. So. Then I, I hooked a job for a while with uh, uh, J.B. Gordon and his brother, and he owned a tavern. Well, we had a little problem. We was playing bluegrass, but they wanted to fight on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> now, you know how that is. Yeah, and I said, oh, yeah. man, I'm here to play. But to make a long story short, this, this is where it really helped my career, being in there. Uh, everybody was good to me in there. Got no grumbles. But we learned if we entertained, we didn't have no problem. And that's how I learned to entertain. That, that's where the yep. entertaining part of it came. Yep, that's where I learned right there. Did and you start I, moving I, to the front during that period, or was you still? Yeah, I yeah. kept moving to the front, and after them, I went off on my own. Me and my mother, and this four men team got married. Right. And you know, I had different musicians right. with me. And then we got married, and uh, so Tina took the guitar up, and the rest is history. We've been a a duo for a did, long time. Did you did you play guitar before? No. Max teach you how? No. Well, <laughs> well, it it was really a promise I made to a friend. Oh, okay. Uh, Larry Jolly. He played clubs. I guess club his with yeah. his Max's in clubs then. And he he had lung cancer, and he was over the house after treatment, and he said, "Will you promise me something?" And I said. Sure, but he said, tell me your promise before I say what it is. I said, okay, I'll promise. And he said, learn to play the guitar. Max can't depend on me. Ah. So he left. That was a promise I made. So he left. I said, Max, show me chords. That's history. But again, I was lucky because I've been playing with musicians at the time they've been playing for years. Okay. So you've been we around had Avery music. Hester, yeah. He, yeah, uh, Avery, yeah. Avery, Hubert, Davis, yeah. and Ruby said, put me on finger and thumb, leave, leave her alone. Was that thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what Hubert was. Leave her alone. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. And of course, back then I had to sing like, I had to play like Lester Flat. Oh, yeah. Finger and thumb. Yeah, finger and thumb. That's not so, a bad way to. That's not a bad way to play. No, no. No, and I had to have speed too. Yeah. So. You know, that's how I started. That's a pretty good way to start. I mean, there's. I just thought of another good thing about Hubert. I, I just loved Hubert Davis. I mean, they took me in like I was their family. I, I went to Nashville. I'd fill in for him when he was sick. Did it all, and uh, I stayed at their house. Said you ain't staying on work, but here your family, you know. Right. But uh, I learned you were called rags. Yeah. So yeah. I went over there one night. And I said, Hubert, I can play Bugle Call Rag. He said, let me hear you play it. So I played it, and he said, that ain't right. <laughs> so he got the guitar, and this true story, his wife worked the job while he was here for a while. She went to work at 10 o'clock, and when she come in from next morning at 6 o'clock, other than us stopping, going to the restroom, getting a cup of coffee, we played Bugle Call Rag plumb till the next morning. And when she walked in and I played, she said, you got that right now. <laughs> That's yeah. a true story. He had patience, you know. That's real patience. Yeah, that is yeah really patient. he, he had stay when, he, when you were staying with yeah, him at Nashville. You know, uh, you Mike, was it Mike Compton? Yeah, I went to Nashville, yeah. and I was blessed. I had a lot of good jobs offered up there, and sometimes I think I wished I took it, but then I get thinking about what Carl Perkins said. Carl said, you know, I had a wreck, and I hurt my career a little bit to where I could have been, but said, you know what? God's got me where he wants me, right. or I'd have went on. So I feel the same way yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. 
But anyway, uh, I came came to Hubert Sire at 76, and Mike Compton came at the same time. You yeah. know, Mike Compton's yeah. a killer man on player. He's a fine, fine, very fine guy. Yes, he is. Uh, fine I think a lot player. of him. I, in fact, I, I'm planning on trying to see him this year before it's so over. Well. But we'd just get upstairs. We stayed up there, you know, and uh, me and him would pick all night long. That's how I really learned to play Will Hoss and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I learned a lot off Mike Compton. Yeah. But if we did it wrong, he had this uh, broom and he'd hit that ceiling. Boom, boom, boom. He said, y'all got to do that again. That ain't quite right, you know. And I'm telling you what, we learned a lot of music up there because we had the man downstairs. He, you know, he recorded Will right. Hoss and all yeah, that with right. Bill. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I was blessed. You are blessed because yeah. that's, you know. God's been good to me. He really has. That's a good way to learn it. I yep. mean, and have somebody to to tell you you're doing it wrong. You know, right. a lot of people right. just let you roll on. So that's a mm -hmm. that's a good person to go. Whoa, that's not right. You know. Yeah. But I'll, but I'll help you get it right. And I'm, it didn't make me mad because I was wanting to learn. You know. That's, and, uh, that's how you learn. You know, back when I started, you know, we was talking about records. We didn't have YouTube and all this right. now. Oh yeah. So I'd have to slow them records down if yeah. I could. And and you know, uh, by doing that, I can pick like Earl some. But I come up with my own style yeah. too, so oh, it yeah. really worked out real good for me. Yeah. It yeah. really did. So, yeah. all right. So, okay, you put yourself a band together. Okay. Then what? What? Okay. So did you start just playing local? I mean, you started branching out. I know you played all over the place, but how yeah. that happened? Uh, we well, we started out down South Carolina, most around Gaffney. I don't know whether you remember Marcells. Oh yeah, I forgot. All about I worked that. for Marcells. I loved that Marcells. Yeah. And we did all that, and then Tina came along, and then we got married. Right. And then uh, I'd worked with Benny Gordon. Yeah. And he'd moved back to Florida, and he called me one day, and he said, "Look here, do you want to work for Bluegrass Festival? Yeah, I'd like to do that. Okay, you, uh, I'm, I'm gonna get you some." And next thing I know, we was around Titusville, Florida, and Tampa, Florida, and I mean it just on. We played all over the great state of Florida. Was it the two? Was it two of y'all always? Uh, yeah. Then uh, uh, my mother. Yeah. Had, was That's with where me, I was going with And that, she yeah. played bass. Yeah. And Tina played guitar, and I played banjo, and Marty Francis played dobro some for us. Junior Morrison played yeah. field. Yeah. But once you get to traveling, they couldn't, you know, go their jobs wouldn't let them right. go. And I was blessed to where I could. Right. And so uh, we just kept doing that. And, and the strange part of our whole music career, out of everything we, we did, we, we didn't try to do nothing. We just loved what we did. Right. But uh, we ended up down at the uh, depot down in Hartwell, Georgia. I don't remember how we got there. But they didn't know how a three-piece band, you know, we got down to a three right. and we'd entertain, yeah. go over. So we went down there and played for Bobby Hall, didn't we? Am I right so far? You tell me. And uh, But we went down there and played, and there was a promoter there at night named Billy Johnson. And he put a festival on down at Marietta, Georgia, Fairground. He said, I don't know how I'm going to pay you, but i got to have you down there see if you'll work. And if you'll work, be good. So we go down there, sure enough. And a hush falls over the crowd. But when we get through, he comes and says, you know, I don't know why I keep forwarding you or not. <laughs> That's yeah. Good. yeah. So uh, the moral story, I'm not bragging about that. Uh, we took a little three-piece band. Next thing you know, we was playing all over the place. It's really shocking me to think about it. Well, now, while we're on the... Tell me your Georgia connection. I know there's something special there for you about Georgia. <laughs> so we're talking Georgia. So let's go ahead and well, talk about it. Uh, you know, we played all over Georgia, people like Billy Johnson, Chuck Langley. But anyway, uh, 
They who invited Breeze? Us, yeah, who invited us to the Hall of Fame down there? Chuck and Cricket. Yeah, Chuck and Cricket Langley. So they invited us to the Hall of Fame, and they had some bluegrass there when we got there, you know. Yeah. And you got to wear a tux and all back right. those days. So we go in there, and uh, I go over to where the bluegrass is, and they have a few bluegrass bands in there, and I knew some of them, and I said, uh, do y'all pick, well, just professionals, you know, uh, we don't jam or nothing over here. Oh, okay, okay, I was just trying to feel my way around. Right. So I come out, and Helen Burke comes over, and Helen used to work the opera and yeah, stuff in yeah. Nashville. And she said, I got a band for you you're going to sing and play with. <laughs> okay. I said, who? And said, well, it's an electric band in here. Steel guitar, and I love that stuff. You oh, know? yeah, I love steel So I go over there, and when I get up there, uh, I said, uh, can y'all do Amanda? I just love Amanda, yeah. you know. So we did that, and I said, wow, these guys here, they, they can play. And then I done Don't Worry About Me, and I was cutting yeah. up on it. And I finally we got through. I looked at Steel player, and I said, who in the world do y'all play for? I said, oh man, we're Ernest Tubbs band. <laughs> I said, wow, I can't believe I walked into this. And I, I love that kind of music, you know. Oh, yeah, they could play. But uh, they uh, took me then, Chuck did, and told Johnny Carson was over the whole thing. Said, look, he needs to be in here. And he said, well, he ain't got a Georgia address. Said, we're telling you, we need J. Max and Tina. So anyway, they had a meeting and got to tell them where all we played in Georgia. It went on and on and on. And finally, uh, Johnny said, that's enough. That's enough. He's got an address down here. That's yeah. enough. So I went in. I was inducted in the Hall of Famer in 2005. Yeah. And they thought that uh, uh, I found out the reason why. And I'm not bragging. It makes me feel good that they thought I could help bluegrass a little bit. And so years has went by now, and bluegrass are really yeah. blue. Not on count of me, it's just more people got right. coming, and, and it really got more friendlier. It sure did. Yeah, it did. And yep. you know, it's bigger in Georgia now than it than it's probably ever been. It and sure it, is. At, the time, at that time, it wasn't it wasn't as popular as it is now. Mm -mm, no. So. I, I remember a time one time, you know, I played for Johnny Short one time. Yeah, I know Boy, Johnny. I like that Johnny Short. Yeah, I knew Johnny. And uh, I played banjo or whatever. He wanted right. to play. But we went down to Tagore, Georgia one time. This is no way 14 this time. And uh, so we went down there and uh, I played one song on the banjo and I didn't know it, but this lady said, I don't want no banjo music here. Next thing I know, John said, you want to play that electric guitar? And I said, yes, sir. <laughs> Years later, he finally told me what it was. She didn't want that banjo there. Oh, that's That's funny. all it was. So, so, yeah. so you play that. You so, could play the guitar, so that helped. I was blessed. Yeah, yeah. you were blessed. Yeah, yeah. Blessed. sure was. Yeah. So anyway, that's how the Hall of Fame got started, and after that, well, yeah, Tina, she, Tina got inducted yeah. in. My mother, that's great, and I, she's got awards from there, and I've got awards from there. So, well, now let's go to the Bluegrass Inn. How okay. did that come about? We can do that. That was a Hubert Davis thing, wasn't it? Bluegrass Inn starting. Well, we'd already started working in Florida and traveling all over Florida, and most of our contracts were a year ahead. Right. Okay, my dad got to get sick. So we fulfilled them contracts, but we knew we needed, we had to stay close. Right. Mm -hmm. So Hubert says, well, why don't you open another Blue Grays Inn? Number two needs to in yeah. Shelby. Yeah. And I'll put you close in. Right. See how that works. So that's what we done. And that we were out there 10 years. A long time. A long time. And first one we was at, Morrisville. Oh, we've been out there longer than 10 years. No, let's see. We was at Pokeville one time. 
Yeah, a few months. For a few months. And Mooresville for a while. Yeah, so. before this building come available. Mooresville. Yeah, Mooresville yeah. before this building come available. Yep. Yep. And um, so we were there. I don't know how long we were there. That was a good opportunity, though, not to have to travel and get to play at home and then get to bring people in to play with you, you know, too. Yeah, yeah I missed the road. And long, <laughs> yeah, I did. I, we couldn't answer the people who been in there. You know, with Carl's yeah. story. Yeah. Um, Clyde Moody. Clyde you know, Moody. Clyde started. We met Clyde in Nashville, huh. and and Clyde Moody was a fine gentleman. That's the only words I know to use for that man. I just loved him. He called me, you know, and I'd call him. He worked. He worked with uh, Arthur Smith there for a while. You know, I, he was Bill Monroe, you know. Yeah, I know I'm he thinking was. he was a second bluegrass boy. And then he left Bill, and I believe they called him the Waltz King, didn't he? Yeah, I believe they Senator did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did. But uh, Clyde, uh, he said, I, I'd come to Shelby. So I'd like to come to Shelby and pick <laughs> y'all. And sure enough, he did. He did. And then we got started, and he said, you know, you need a building stretcher. So this is good here. So he got, what, three times a year he'd come? And then the next thing I know, here's Jim Eanes. Yeah. And let's see, uh, Curly Seckler. Yeah, yeah, Curly. Yeah, we got Sir Curly Seckler room here in the Jim Eanes room. They stayed oh, here. They all night. had their favorite room though. Oh, yeah, that's good. And then uh, Josh Graves, Uncle Josh, yeah, Kenny Baker. Yeah, Kenny Baker. Uh, Carl Story. Wow. I mean, this, that's bluegrass history there. Yeah. Randall Hilton. You know, yeah, Randall stayed Randall. here a lot and played there. He had Keith yeah. House. <laughs> Eddie Adcock. Yeah, yeah. Adcock oh, used yeah. to play out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Mike Lattimore, you remember Mike? Yeah, I do. Listen, I thought a lot of Mike. Yeah. He was an entertainer. He was an entertainer. Yeah, he was He was a real musician, entertainer. And then yeah. Joe Franklin. And if you heard of Joe, yeah. he was Buster on American. Buster, yeah. Yeah, he's been out there. I yeah. love that Buster. Excellent. Now, Joe was on like American Bandstand. Yeah, he was. Yeah. That's so yeah. back oh, in yeah. that day. Yeah. Joe. That's that's too cool too. Yeah. Joe liked that finger song I was telling you about. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Yeah, tell me about that finger song. Well, uh, we'd been out on the road, I can't remember two or three days, and we come in, it was late. I no more I was got on that couch there, and uh I heard a Since this is going up on December the third, twenty nineteen, here's Max with a little bit of Christmas music. is not only a banjo player he's an entertainer and a multi-instrumentalist here's just a little bit of his entertaining you with his guitar hi my name is j max mckee i hope you're enjoying this cd i'd like to introduce you to another girl of mine her name's marie mckee earl scruggs has even picked marie Randall Hilton has picked Marie. 
Presley's picked Marie. Now I'm gonna pick Marie. And we're gonna do you the nine pound hammer. Pick Marie. days and come in and uh, there's some new folks that bought a house right above us up here and I'd lay down on that couch and about that time I heard a 45 automatic go off. I said, you know what, that ain't good. No, <laughs> so I dialed out 11 and when I do, it said, what is your emergency? And I said, well, and they said, let us put you on hold. <laughs> I said, wow, I could write a song called They Give You the Finger in My Hometown. And that's <laughs> what I did. And my buddy Charlie Van Hoy, he was Polish chief here. He was a great guy. Right. Uh, I was telling him about it, and he said, I'm going to fire whoever done that. And I said, no, don't do that. I wrote a good song called the They'll Give You a Finger in My Hometown. And it's a fun song. I love, I want you to know I love my hometown. Oh, now. yeah, oh, yeah. But this is, you know, entertainment it, uh, gets you away from the world for a it while. Does. And it's good for the soul. It does. Yeah. And a lot of times it's hard to play, harder to play in your own hometown than it is oh, it's for strangers. You know, I mean, it really is. As many places I've played, it's, it is, it's harder for me to play in my hometown yeah, than anywhere. I agree. I yep. agree totally with that. I mean, uh, it's harder. And I don't know why. I, I don't know either. It's harder for me, say I've, I've written a new song, it's harder mm -hmm. for me to play it for people I know and love right. than it is from a bunch of strangers because I don't care what they, they like it or they don't. Yeah. But, you know, it kind of hurts my feelings when somebody close to me don't like it. You know? <laughs> yeah, that makes <laughs> it. I understand. I understand. So, you know, it... it, it so it's the same way about playing. I don't like to play yeah. in front of people I, I know so much either. Right. But but there's a lot of musicians that way. I don't I don't know I why know. that is. I tell you somebody else I do not want to forget that came to the Bluegrass Inn and I traveled over to Bean Blossom, Indiana with him. And then of course our bands play Bean Blossom. It's right. Raymond Fairchild. Oh yeah. King Raymond. of the Smoky Mountain Banjo players, yeah. legendary. He he me and him like brothers. Yeah. I just love Raymond and Shirley, whole family. Yeah, I used to see yeah. him up here a lot. Yeah, he's yeah. a good man. Yeah. Yeah, good man. That's uh So I do not want to forget Raymond. No. He he brought a lot of people that didn't know the bluegrass Inn was here. Right. He brought a lot of people in that always came back, doggone. Well now, let me ask you, what does the future hold for you? What's what's what you got ahead of you? Well, right I mean, now, I'm leaving in the morning. We'll be gone four days, West Virginia. Yeah. Four different places. So I'm still out there and uh, traveling. Well, you know, I, um, I I see a lot of people, talk to a lot of people doing this, and a lot of them don't get to play when they get to be, I don't want you to take this no, long. No, but, no, no, you no, know, no. We are getting older. Yeah, that's exactly and, right. And, and you're lucky when you get to play out. And I, that's one of the things I love. That tells you that you're doing something right. You, you're still right. going out and playing. I mean, because yeah. so many people don't. And you know how many people that uh, I'd like to do this podcast with is not here to do it with anymore. So that's I, mean, right. I feel lucky. And I feel lucky that uh, you guys have given me the time of day to do this today. Oh, yeah. Because it's, um, it's a big part of not just bluegrass music in, in Cleveland County, but... Uh, Music in Cleveland County. Yes, history. It's part of history. Exactly. And, uh, 
you know, it's um, it'll slip away before we know it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I woke up, it ain't been long ago, and I got to realize, and I said, March, I've been playing this the banjo 50 years. <laughs> and it's remarkable. And all the songs I've written. Right. Uh, I, I said, I can remember when I first started, I, I'd say, Hubert, uh, how am I going to learn this, and how am I going to learn that? I don't even think about it. I just, whatever no. I do. I don't know how to explain all that, but yeah, 50 years was March. Well, let me And ask I you, thank the good Lord for the 50 years. When you write, do you always write on the banjo? No, no. Okay. I'm just curious about that. I always thought we need an anniversary song, and I got thinking about Tina because I love my wife. And uh, so I wrote a song called A Sign of Love. Yeah, yeah. I've done some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, we got an old graveyard at Boyle Springs, some property next for Earl Scruggs used to pick right. and they farmed over there and had an old graveyard on there and I got to clean that thing off and it was some of their relatives there right. and uh, I got to think you know them old stones crack and all like that you can't hardly read them but said if you've been saved at least do a beautiful home that's so great. I sat down and wrote a gospel song called The Only Way Home that's great yeah, that's, that's I great. did that so you can write those things you get an inspiration you're going to write yeah. it whatever's available right yeah, you know, Randall Hilton told me something one time. He was, he was, you know, he wrote yeah. for Vern Gosling yeah. and people like that. And uh, he said, you know, right now, with all the instrumentals and all the writing you're doing with all this stuff, he said, you better use it now because when it cools off, it's going to cool well, off. it does cool off. And, and it did. And I went for a long time, and here lately, I started writing again. I got one now. I'm working on an instrumental called John the Baptist coming out of the wilderness. Oh. Yeah, yeah, something different, you yeah. know. And uh, Grandma's Rockin' Cheer. And I, I'm writing a nun about a little church up in the mountains. So you're still writing. That's a good thing. Yeah. And, but I just sometimes it, it'll come to you, and it, again, it don't. Yeah. And then Tina gave me an idea. She put me to work on the dryer. It quit. I said, my wife thinks I'm the Maytag man. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't got me another idea. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So. I, I, I tell you, I, I do thank you both for letting me come here. And get a chance to do this. This has been my pleasure. It's made it's made me have a wonderful day, and uh, I can't wait for the people to hear this. Thank y'all both. Very All right, much. Thank you, Sandy. All right. Very much.
And just like that, we finished another episode of Big Sound, Small Town. I hope you'll tune in to the next podcast. It's been fun. Thank you.